Welcome back to So You Want to Be a What, a podcast where we explore careers in the fields of biology and chemistry. I'm your host, Rohan Bhatti. Before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to Teens Take on Medicine. Teens Take on Medicine is a global youth-led monthly newsletter dedicated to guiding some of the most ambitious future physicians through the pre-med track. They're an excellent resource tackling everything science and medicine. I personally love their content. I think it's super interesting and descriptive. Be sure to follow their Instagram, which I've linked in the description, and check out some of their content. Also, join their mailing list with the link in their bio to stay up to date with their work. Today, I'll be interviewing Dr. Joseph Sue, a pediatrician who has over 27 years of experience in the field. Dr. Sue has been affiliated with THH Pediatrics, based out of Germantown, Maryland, since 1999. He is a member of the American Academy of Pediatrics and has been recognized by the Washingtonian Magazine as a top doctor in 2014 and 2015. Now, let's cut straight to the chase and talk about what a pediatrician is and what exactly do they do. So, the main job of a pediatrician is to monitor the growth and development of children from 0 to 21 years old. We work on development, physical exam, anticipatory guidance, just the whole medical aspects of a a child growing up till they're an adult. A pediatrician has to make sure that children are hitting their milestones as they grow up and they do this by performing various screenings and physical exams, such as checking heart rate, blood pressure, and testing for mental illnesses. Occasionally there are things that we do in the office like treat if somebody is wheezing, like with breathing treatments. We sometimes will do blood tests and things like that or urine tests in the office, but not a lot of like surgical things or things like that. However, one of the most important jobs of the pediatrician is parent satisfaction and reassurance. Parents can have thousands of concerns about their children, and it's a pediatrician's job to address those concerns so that the parents feel safe and secure about their child. You just have to listen to the parents and kind of gauge by the reaction. Like, most of the time, um, Parents can have concerns about their children, and there's a large range of normal, or some things will get better over time. So if someone's concerned that their child isn't talking yet or something like that, you can listen to their concern and then kind of go over um, their, you know, most kids talk at this age, but, you know, some take longer, and then what's reassuring in terms of some other red flags like he seems to be able to hear he does babble he just doesn't have words yet so a lot of it is kind of utilizing the experience you have like if you've been practicing for a while you can say well i've seen a lot of kids about this age and this often happens or if you're really getting a sense that the parent is not reassured you know there are other options in terms like um, should we see the specialist and they have more experience with this and i can refer you to see them to add on to what dr sue is saying Pediatrics is a very broad field, and many pediatricians aren't trained in a specific area of medicine. So, if a patient or parent is feeling unsatisfied, a pediatrician has a unique ability 
to refer a patient to a specialist such as a child neurologist, cardiologist, or dermatologist. In fact, this happens almost one in every 40 pediatric visits. Proper communication between parent, patient, and pediatrician is absolutely necessary to make sure that the patient receives the care that he or she needs and both the parent and the patient feel reassured. But there are a few challenges when it comes to this. So with the really young kids, they can't talk to you. So it's mostly interacting with their parents. Now, children really are mind-boggling things, and usually they're talkative and energetic and always having fun, but when it comes time to talk about what they eat for breakfast or what time they sleep, they don't say a word, and that makes it really difficult for pediatricians like Dr. Sue. You know, like, I try to ask the kids, like, at the 40 check, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you, what do you like to do? And try to sometimes have to cut off the parent because they're trying to answer too many questions. There are times when the parent will have to answer because the kid doesn't want to say anything. However, as they get older and become teenagers, they start talking more and eventually confide in their pediatrician. Dr. Sue feels that there is a rewarding benefit of having such close communication and developing strong relationships with his patients. You kind of get to watch the kids grow up over time. I used to joke it's like being a grandparent sort of where you don't have to do all the heavy lifting of you know, making sure they're doing their homework and feeding them and sleeping and waking up in the middle of the night, but kind of like get to watch them grow up over time, kind of give them a little bit of guidance, reassurance, and see them achieve things over time or, or, or watch them attain milestones. Like, um, you know, we can sometimes see that uh, a kid is doing well in school, a kid is doing well in athletics, a kid starts a podcast or something like that. You know, like things that are really fun to watch the kids as they develop over time. Now, you're probably wondering what exactly does a daily schedule of a pediatrician look like? So, pre-COVID, one day a week we would round at the hospital and see any babies that were born and then come to the office on days that you don't have to round, you just go straight to the office and you would like look at your schedule and see a mixture of checkups and sick visits throughout the day, field phone calls and messages. And one day a week you'd be on call where you're taking, um, when people have questions after hours and they need medical advice. But this, this was all pre-COVID. As you can imagine, the pandemic greatly affected the practice and made life difficult. Patients were not allowed into their waiting room, and instead they'd have to be screened in their car. Sometimes the physicians were even doing curbside visits. At a point we weren't seeing any patients because people were afraid to come to the doctors. We had to like furlough our staff and the docs were all working as the, answering the phones, you know, doing the shots, doing all kinds of stuff that we don't normally do because of COVID. However, as the pandemic is receding and more people are getting vaccinated, especially the elderly and those extremely susceptible to the virus, things have been shifting back to normal for Dr. Sue. 
The pandemic was definitely a challenging time, but Dr. Sue is no stranger to challenges. Dealing with kids, like kids' activities change over time. You kind of have to like, you know, if I know Blue's Clues and Arthur, but now they're talking about different characters. I'm like, you got to keep up with what's going on with kids, like through even like pop culture, I guess. You know, what are they doing social media wise? It's like, I'm a digital dinosaur and I'm always asking my kids for help and how do I do stuff. But sometimes you kind of have to keep up with that to be able to know what your patients are doing and what they're involved with and things like that. Another challenge not to overlook is Dr. Sue's workload. It does take a long time to like chart and stuff like that, like with the electronic medical record. So sometimes when I get home, I have to make sure I've finished all my charts. Working in any field of medicine, including pediatrics, obviously has a rigorous schedule with lots of work. But Dr. Sue finds that being a pediatrician is actually pretty manageable, even with this workload. I get to sleep in my own bed at night. It's not like I have to stay overnight at the hospital. I don't travel a lot. I only have to take call once a week, you know, and I shared among other members. In fact, he has plenty of free time outside of work to engage in other activities. I have four kids, so I get to spend time with them. They're getting a little bit older, and so they don't need as much hands-on stuff. But going to their, like, cross-country meets, um, seeing them, helping them with their activities. I personally had started gardening a lot more. I grow uh, blueberries in the backyard, and I have to keep up in my game to keep the rabbits out, the birds out, netting, you know, fencing, all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of fun watching plants and things grow too. And then I love Duke basketball, so I do have plenty of time to kind of follow some passions afterwards. On average, pediatricians work about 50 hours per week, meaning that the rest of the time that they have is free time. But Having free time outside of work is just one of the things that Dr. Sue enjoys about his job. He feels that engaging with his patients is one of the best things about being a pediatrician. It's kind of rewarding to know kids have made it to adulthood and um, be a part of that. Because, you know, the, the social history always was the most interesting part to me. Like, so what do you do outside of school? What do you do here? You know, like you started a podcast or are you... You know, what kind of things are you doing outside? That was always the most fun part of the checkups. I wish we had more time to chat, but sometimes just catching up with the patients and seeing them grow over time is a lot of fun. Pediatricians are such crucial people in society. They're responsible for hundreds of millions of children growing up into healthy, strong men and women we're responsible citizens in our community. They help instill good habits in us, such as brushing our teeth two times a day, eating our veggies, and not drinking too much soda. They help tackle some of the most pressing problems adolescents face in today's society. There's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of depression, there's a lot of educational issues with, with all this virtual learning that occurred during the pandemic. And even before the pandemic, there was a lot of trouble with mental health sometimes substance issues too with vaping and 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 drugs but pediatricians like dr sue do their best to diagnose these issues early on in children and ensure that they have the best future ahead of them
After hearing about what Dr. Sue does as a pediatrician, I wanted to learn more about the journey that he took to get to where he is today. Growing up as an Asian American, Dr. Sue's parents wanted him to become a doctor. You know how the stereotype goes. When he entered middle school, he began to have different views about his future career. I didn't have any choice, so being you know, an adolescent, I'm like, I don't want to be a I, I, I don't want to be a doctor because you guys want me to be a doctor. However, after trying to figure out what career he wanted to pursue, he eventually decided on pursuing medicine anyways. I looked around for a while and did some soul searching and it seemed like maybe a teacher or something like that, but I kind of circled back and said, you know, being a doctor actually would, would fit okay for me, you know. After high school, Dr. Sue completed his bachelor's degree in chemistry at Duke University, attended medical school at the University of Maryland, and then did his residency in pediatrics at the University of Chicago. This journey was especially tough though, and it was fraught with challenges. I think high school was relatively easy in the big picture. Then when I got to college, it's like, wow, there's all this work. And then you're kind of like, lose a little confidence. Like, man, everybody here is so smart and I, I don't know what I'm doing or something like that. And then you get to medical school again too. It's like, oh my gosh, you got to memorize all this stuff. And I, am I going to make it or not? And then in residency, it's like, I'm so exhausted. I don't know if I'm going to finish, make it through all this. But, you know, you kind of get to the point each time it prepares you for the next level till you get through. So I think there's definitely some self-doubt along the way because it's just a lot of work to get there. Along the journey as a pediatrician, Dr. Sue has made so many memorable experiences working with patients. There are kids who, a couple kids who did get cancer at a young age, like a leukemia that, you know, ended up in the hospital at nine months old, and then they recovered after all the chemotherapy, and you kind of marvel at, like, wow, this guy beat cancer. This is great. Do you know what I mean? And even though you didn't do the chemo and stuff like that, you still kind of share in seeing that they are now going off to college and doing all kinds of cool stuff or became you know, the recipient of, of an award or something like that. And after 27 years of working in the field, Dr. Sue still has a few things left on his bucket list. I used to think I would work for a long time, but I don't, I, you know, I see retirement on the edge, like not so bad. Like I think I'm getting ready to try explore different things, you know, like in terms of, you know, continue to watch my kids grow and, and get through college, get through any kind of training or get through work with them. I think I wouldn't mind traveling a little bit. I wouldn't mind expanding my garden a little bit. You know, uh, I think I just find as I get older, I try to be more grateful. I think that's the key to happiness, just to be appreciative of what you have. Still grow as a person, but don't, but take time to appreciate what you got, your health, what, you, what you're experiencing all the time. Lastly, I asked Dr. Sue for some advice for people who would want to become pediatricians in the future. You know, what kinds of things they should do best to prepare themselves to be a pediatrician. So, 
I would say try to talk to as many pediatricians as you can. And we get a lot of requests for people to shadow in the office, which is sort of like following the pediatrician around. And due to a mixture of things like COVID, confidentiality issues, um, teaching is the big one. Like people, I feel bad if you come here and you're watching, but I don't have a chance, enough time to teach you what's going on. So one thing I've seen that's more popular now is scribing. So some places like emergency room specialists will have someone scribe. So if I have a pre-med or someone interested, maybe get a job as a scribe where basically you will type or write what the doctor is saying during the interactions with their patients. And then probably you're helping the doc a lot by helping him get through that dictation or, or documenting part of the visit. And then you'll be able to be on the front line seeing things, you know, where I think if you're shattering me, I feel like that's great, but then I should sit down with you after and talk about what's happening, but I don't have time because I gotta go to the next patient. <laughs> but if you're scribing, you probably have to learn some of the terminology. You, you are there up front, and hopefully if the doc's not busy later, you can ask him, hey, what was that thing you were talking about? Is that okay if we talk about that? Because I think maybe you're doing something for them and they're doing something for you kind of thing, where I think that might be one way to get more of that hands-on, in-person, clinical experience that may be harder to get because a lot of docs are kind of busy. They don't have as much time to teach kids who want to be docs. But trying to get a job as a scribe, talking to as many pediatricians you can, things like that probably will help a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you learned something new about pediatricians. If you want to check out some of our other content, visit our website or check out our Instagram, both of which will be linked in our description. That's all for now, but see you next time.